miracles, signs, wonders, diverse healings, and all supernatural provisions are being enjoyed daily here at Holy Hill. Faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. Welcome to Power for Today, brought to you by Holy Hill Chapel, Tennessee. The Lord is doing amazing supernatural things daily, validating His goodness and mercies upon us all. You are also welcome to enjoy this move of God in a child-friendly environment. Our podcast gives you weekly preaching from the week's sermons. Power for Today is intended to equip the believers with the supernatural dimension of God through the teaching of the unadulterated Word of God. Jesus has paid it all, and you can also be healed and live in peace with a brand new beginning if you can only believe. And if you want to take it a step further, I encourage you to join us at one of our Supernatural Revival Center sermons at 1407 Northwest Broad Street, Murfreesboro, Tennessee, 37129. We hope to see you in service soon. God bless you and enjoy the podcast. of empowerment Lord to undo the strong man we ask oh Lord in Jesus name that you empower us and that you strengthen us no man can receive anything except it is given to him from above and we are here to be empowered by you Lord favor our cause favor our appearance Favor our request, favor our cries, favor our prayers, favor our fasting, favor us with the favor of heaven. Tabado Sibra de Cabahan Dolaba Sandemanebae, the Brando Santa Bahada Calaba, the Brando Santa Tabahada, 
sick live here healed let any condition that came here depart not the same let everyone live here recovered let everyone live here empowered let everyone live here strengthened let everyone live here joyous in the blessed and mighty name of Jesus we decree and declare that it is done and let the saints together see me believing amen Let's take our seats in heavenly places. put your, your hands together for the Lord Jesus. Praise the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. It's always an awesome time to be in the house of the Lord. The Bible says that blessed are they that have been called to the banquet supper of the Lamb. When you read Revelation chapter 19 and verse number 9. Revelation 19 and verse number 9. Look at what he said. And the angel said, write this. Blessed are those who are invited to the wedding feast of the Lamb. Anytime we come for service, we have appeared for the earthly wedding feast of the Lamb. One day we will all meet up with him in heaven. And then we will have the final wedding feast in heaven. But until then, anytime we come in the house of the Lord, we have come to partake in the wedding, in the earthly wedding feast of the Lamb. You see, that is why when we come, we are fed with the word of God. And the word fills us. And the word supports and sponsors us. And Bible said that the angel said, write this. You see, it is very important. He said that, 
blessed or blessed are those who are invited to the wedding feast of the Lamb. So as you are here, Bible calls you or Bible references you blessed. You didn't say me a believing amen. And the word blessed means empowered to break every limitation. I need you to understand. I've started preaching. I'm preaching very shortly and then we will pray because it is prayers and fasting. You see, the word blessed means empowered to break every limitation. Now, you got to understand that life is made up of levels. Life is made up of levels. Life is made up of levels. And every level has a limitation. In fact, it is the limitation that makes it a level. I will explain it. Life is made up of levels. And that is why we always must move or we always must desire to move or change levels. We move from one level onto the other. Now, what makes one level different from the other is the limitation of that level. In fact, the boundaries is what makes it a level. Without boundaries, there are no levels. For example, if we have a story building and the story building is in four. Okay, we have four floors. Now, what makes the first floor different from the second floor is the cup or the ceiling. Do you get it? It is the ceiling that differentiates the first floor from the second floor. The second floor from the third floor is differentiated by the ceiling. The third floor from the fourth floor is differentiated by the ceiling over there. Now, the ceiling is the capping, C-A-P-P-I-N-G. And the capping is the limitation. Now, so... When we say that somebody is blessed or blessed, it means that the person has been empowered to break the siege or the limitation of where the person is. Are you understanding it? Yeah. So, we are in level one. Let's say we are in level one. If you must go beyond level one, it means that you must overcome the ceiling. You must overcome the boundary. You must overcome the limitation. Once you overcome the limitation or the ceiling or the boundary, you enter into the next level. Now, at that point, you must know that you, are, you have not arrived. Okay? You got to also overcome that capping over there to go to the third and to go to the fourth and to keep on progressing until we depart from the earth. That is the life of the believer. And you see... You cannot overcome the limitations of your current level except you are empowered. Yeah. Except you are empowered. That is why we change levels from when children started schooling, we all started schooling from the kindergarten or wherever, and then we went to the first grade, second grade. You see, before you go from first grade to second grade, you must overcome all the boundaries there. And then it is approved that you have overcome all the boundaries there. And then they will give you the permission or they will give you the license to go to the second grade. And over there, you got to go through the process in overcoming the boundaries over there. And then you go to the third grade and you keep on. You don't go to second grade because of your age. It's very important. You don't graduate to the next level because of age. You graduate to the next level because of empowerment. 
And that is why these three days of empowerment is so very important. From the beginning of the year, of the month, I've been talking about empowerment for the next level. Empowerment for the next level. That is why it is so very important that these three days of prayer and fasting, you put yourself in. You see, on the morning watch, I was explaining something. That when you are working with God, don't be brittle. B-R-I-T-T-L-E. Always be malleable. Always be malleable. The difference between being brittle and being malleable is that when you are brittle, God cannot remold you. You see, you are you are you 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 walk with a straight jacket mentality. This is what God said we are doing. So that is all that we are doing. But when you are working with God and you walk with that mentality, God cannot use you for many things because when He decides to use you, you'll be broken. He will break. You will break, and He doesn't want to get you broken. He wants you to be malleable so that he can remold you. Praise the name of Jesus. Now, so for example, these three days of prayers and fasting, from the beginning of the month, it was not even on the calendar. Okay, it wasn't on the calendar. In the course of prayers, the Lord said, enter into three days of empowerment so that all that has been taught in the course of the month, I will practicalize it in the lives of my people. Is it not powerful? Yeah. And so what must we do? We must be very malleable in, in order to receive the direction that God has given so that whatever he want to do per the direction that he has given, he'll be able to do it. One day, the Lord sent the prophet Jeremiah and then he sent Jeremiah to the porter's house. What was the Lord going to show Jeremiah? Now, the children of Israel had come to a place where now they were very brittle. They were not ready for the Lord to change them or the Lord to turn them around or the Lord to, you know, move them as a power steering. So anytime something had to happen, God had to negotiate and all that with them. And then the Lord sent the prophet to go to the house of the porter. And then when he went there, he told him to observe. Now, so he saw that at a point in time, the porter was working with the clay and then he was trying to make a pot, a cooking pot, a saucepan out of the clay. And then he changed his mind. There were two instances. One, he changed his mind. And then the other one, he realized that the, the clay was not being, it wasn't forming what he wanted to form. So in all the two instances, he returned from creating what he had intended to create and he made something else, which was also useful. And now, when he finished, he told Jeremiah that this is how I want to work with my children. I want to work with my children in such a way that anytime I want to remold them into something for a specific use for that time, in order for them to break the siege of the enemy, I can be able to do it. Now, what am I trying to say? I'm trying to say that when you are working with the Lord or in living the life of the believer, you got to always listen to what the Holy Spirit is saying and just flow along. And this season, what the Holy Ghost is saying is that we should engage in just three days of prayers and fasting so that two things will happen. Number one, so that we will walk in the liberty wherein he has made us free. Can you give me the scripture in the book of John chapter 11 and verse number 44? That is the first reason and then I'll give you the second re reason and then I'll talk briefly and then we will pray because today I want us to pray. And he that was dead, now this is the story of Lazarus. Now, and this is the, the theme for this Friday, Night of Supernatural Encounter. It's going to be something else. 
it is going to be something else. We were praying um, on Friday, and then as we were praying, I heard a voice, and the voice said, uh, in fact, I had a, a, a vision whilst we were praying, you know, I, I saw somebody that was like bound, totally bound, completely bound, and I was like, what is this, what is this thing about? So I kept on praying, and then all of a sudden, I heard a voice in my, in my spiritual ear, and then he said, lose him and let him go. So, it came the second time. And the second time, it was so audible, I thought somebody was behind me. So I opened my eye, and I looked, but there was nobody around me. Everybody was also praying. And then the Lord said, a week today, lose him and let him go. And I said, wow. Hallelujah. So this coming Friday is going to be this. Now, remember, can we start reading from verse number 40? Yeah. Now, from John 11 and verse number 40, you see, I'm telling you the two reasons why we are fasting these three days. And one, the first one is this one. Now, Jesus said unto her, did I not say unto you that if you believe, you should see the glory of God? And then verse number 41, then they took him, then they took away the stone from the place where the dead was laid. And Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank you that you always had, that you had heard me. Verse 42. And I knew that you hearest me always. But because of those people which stand by, I said it, that they may believe that you have sent me. And verse number 43. And when he had thus spoken, he cried with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. Now, wait a minute. At this point in time, Lazarus that was dead, when somebody died, the Jewish custom was that they will bind, you know, they will wrap a white calico right from the head all the way, all the way, you know, to the feet. So everything is tied. Everything, you are tied. Okay? And then they wrap it around you like how the Muslims bury their dead, that, like that. And then they will now put you in the sepulcher. So that was how Lazarus was wrapped, tied, and bound because he was dead. So he was now tied, rounded, wrapped up, and bound. And he was put in the sepulcher. And when he had thus spoken, he cried with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. Verse 44 says that, and he that was dead came forth. The question is, how did the man that was bound in his feet, in the grave clothes, come out? Are you thinking about it? I want you to think about it for a moment. There is a mystery there which we will unravel to, uh, on Friday anyway. But let me put that one aside. Bible said that, and he came forth, bound. He came forth all the same, but he was bound hand and foot with grave clothes. And his face was also bound about with a napkin. And Jesus said unto them, lose him and let him go. There are many people. Now, Lazarus at this point in time was not in the grave. Remember one day, the, the disciples went looking for Jesus in the grave. And then they were not finding him. And then the angel appeared and said, why are you looking for the living in, amongst the dead? There are many people who are not in the dead land, but they are not free in the land of the living. Yeah, this is a, a, a clear example. That is what the Lord showed me on, on Friday, last week Friday. That there are many, many, many people. They are, they, 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 they are out of the dead. That means they are out of the world. They are alive now. Yet, they are not free. 
they are not free. You see, they are still bound with some grave clothes from the dead. What they need is to be loosed that they may go until you are loose, you cannot go. And one of the ways of doing that is by engaging in prayer and fasting. One day Jesus said it. He said, this kind does not go except by prayer and fasting. Praise the name of Jesus. So the first part of it is for this. The first part of our prayers and fasting is for this. That anything in us or any part of us, because it, it, it wasn't every part of Lazarus that... that how was Lazarus able to move from the dead? I mean, from the, from, the, from the grave, from the sepulcher, all the way to the entrance. He had some form of liberty. He had some form of movement. He had some form of advancement. But he could not fulfill destiny. He was still bound. Praise the name of Jesus. So there are certain areas in the life of the believer that may still be bound by the grave clothes where he came from. Bible says that we got to be loosed in order for us to go. Praise the name of Jesus. Say, Lord, every area of my life still bound by grave clothes. In the name of Jesus, through this fast and prayers, we set free and we demand our victory in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Now, I'm going to the second aspect of it. Now, so, the second aspect of our prayers and fasting with the Lord has requested for these three days is so that we will be able, we will be empowered to overcome the strong man. We will be empowered to overcome the strong man. So, tonight, if you want to caption what I am talking about, I'm talking about when the stronger than he shall come upon him. When the stronger than he shall come upon him. Let's read the, the anchor scripture from Luke chapter 11 and from verse number 17 all the way to 23. Luke 11, 17 to 23. Jesus speaking after Jesus had cast a spirit of death and dumb from a young man. And then out of jealousy, the Pharisees started talking. And then they were like, ah, this guy is using the spirit of Beelzebub. He is not using a correct spirit. And then Jesus started talking to them. And then he said that, but him knowing their thoughts, said unto them, every kingdom divided against itself is brought to dissolution. Means that it will crumble. And a house divided against a house will fall. Verse 18. If Satan also be divided against himself, how shall his kingdom stand? Because you say that I cast out devils through Beelzebub. And verse number 19. And if I by Beelzebub, that is the prince of the air, cast out devils, by whom do your sons cast them out? Therefore, you shall be the judge for yourselves. Verse number 20 to 22. But if I, with the finger of God, cast out devils. No doubt the kingdom of God is come upon you. And verse 21. When a strong man armed keepeth his palace, his goods are in peace. Verse 22 says that, but when a stronger than he shall come upon him. This is where 
the title of my short exhortation today is coming from. When a stronger than he shall come upon him and overcome him, he takes away from him all his armor wherein he trusts, and then he would divide his spoil. Bless the name of Jesus. Now, Jesus made very emphatic points here. The first thing that we got to understand is that Jesus stated that there is a limit which is caused by a force that is called the strong man. It's important we understand that. There is an authority and that authority is called the strong man. And that strong man is responsible for every limitation in every level. Please take note. Remember, I started by talking about the fact that every level has limitations. When the limitation is broken, you are out of that level. Now, what, what, what forms or what creates that, that limit in every level is the strong man. Jesus said it. Every limit created in every level is sponsored by the strong man. And Jesus was referring to Satan as the strong man. So when you find yourself in a certain limit or in a certain area and it looks like you've done everything that you got to do, but still you are not breaking away or you are not able to set yourself free from that particular limitation. Ladies and gentlemen, Jesus said a strong man is responsible. Look at what he said. Give me the verse 21 first. He said, when a strong man armed, keepeth his palace, keepeth the limitation, keepeth the boundaries. Then, the goods, whatever he has, will forever stay within. As long as we lock this door, everything inside the room stays within. So, in order for the things inside the house to stay, the door got to be locked. The level got to be capped. We, look, when a strong man armed, Keepeth his palace. The room has to be kept. The enemy has to keep the palace in order to keep the limitations still working. Now, please listen. When Jesus said that a stronger than he, when a stronger than he comes, huh? what the stronger than he, please listen, the stronger than he does not undo the strength of the strong man. Take note of that. The stronger than he, in verse number 22, does not undo the strength of the strong man in verse 21. Otherwise, Satan will not be alive. God, many people have killed him. Amen. Since I started growing, people have been binding Satan and killing him. Those that have been burying him. Especially when you go to certain places, those that are killing Satan. People with canes, killing Satan as they pray. Like, he won't be around. Amen. Now, <laughs> you're, you're becoming a stronger than he does not make his strength impotent. It only enables you to overcome that level. <laughs> you need to understand the teaching today. Very, very important. Amen. So listen, that is why we always have different levels. Okay? Now, because the first level has a level devils or a level limitations. When you overcome it and you go further, there will be another level limitations. Are you getting it now? So, 
When you become stronger than this one, you don't make him not strong. You rather leave his territory. Do you get it? So he will still be strong there, but not over you. Because you have overcome him. <laughs> Hallelujah. And then you get to the next level and there is another strong man there. I thought I overcame this strong man. Yeah, he was for level one. But now I'm in level two. And there is another strong man there. So I must always be on fire and connected so that I can keep changing levels. I can keep changing levels. Praise the name of Jesus. Now, look at how powerful Jesus put it. Verse 22. Look at the verse number 22. He said, when a stronger than he shall come upon him and overcome him, then he taketh from him all his armor, wherein he trusted and divided his spoil. After these three days, somebody will break away from the camp of the enemy. Praise the name of Jesus. That is why sometimes somebody becomes, you know, free in a certain area and then there is another opposition in another area. Because you overcame that strong man and you got to keep overcoming the other strong man until, Bible says in the book of Proverbs chapter 4 verse 18, the part of the just, look at how he, he put it. Luke chapter, uh, uh, Proverbs chapter 4 verse 18. He said the path of the just, okay, that means our journey as believers, he said it keeps shining. It means that you change level and keep shining. Then you change again. Look at that and keep shining. More, somebody say more more and more. It means that you must keep changing until a perfect day. When is the perfect day? The day we go to be with the Lord. So until you depart from here to be with the Lord, your life must keep changing level. You must not be complacent at where you are. And you must not be okay. Because you know, the reason why you must not be complacent is because when you change level, you'll be able to help those that are down there to come up. You can never help somebody in grade one except you yourself has come out of grade one. That is why we got to keep changing level. And that is why we must be interested in things like this that will empower and strengthen us to change level. Now, the second thing that you got to understand is that, brothers and sisters, nobody, nobody becomes stronger except we work to become stronger. It's important. Nobody becomes stronger except we work to become stronger. Please, take note of that and I'll explain. Because sometimes we think by being born again means that you have arrived. No. It is the first access into the kingdom. When you are now in the kingdom, what must I do in order for the things of the kingdom to respond to me. Please, you understand it. So now you're in the kingdom. But what are my requirements in the kingdom? In order for the kingdom tenets to respond to me. It is not everybody that the land of America will respond to them. For example, if we are voting in America, many people will not be able to vote. They are in America, but they will not be able to vote. Because... The fact that you are an American doesn't make you an American. What must I do to become an American in order to exercise that franchise? In the same way, 
what must I do now that I'm in the kingdom? What must I do in order for the right of the kingdom to work for me? Having access to the kingdom didn't cost you anything. It cost you only believing Jesus as your Lord and personal Savior. But now that you are in, what must I do so that working in the benefit of redemption shall be materialized in my life? Hallelujah. Please, do you understand what I'm saying? Now, so, that is the second thing that we got to understand. That we don't become stronger just by being born again. We become stronger by working into becoming stronger. And I'm going to explain it quickly. Look at Genesis 27 and verse number 40. In Genesis chapter 27 and verse number 40, he said, By your sword you shall live. This was when um, Jacob had stolen the blessings of his brother Esau in court. Stolen in court. And then, at the end of the day, Esau came and then he, he requested his father to bless him. And his father said, I've already made your, your brother your oversight. And I have made you a servant to him. However, look at what he said. He said, and you shall serve your brother. And it shall come to pass when you shall have dominion. That means when you will come to the place of working yourself into authority, that you shall break his yoke from off your neck. You see, that is why we engage in some of these things like prayers and fasting. What are we doing? We are engaging to have dominion so that we will be able to break the yoke of the enemy, the yoke of bondage, the yoke, the limitation of that level over our lives in order to bring others out after these three days. If there is any yoke in this level of your life still stopping you, it will be broken in Jesus' name. And you will be free. Send me a believing amen. Praise the name of Jesus. Now, why did the Bible refer to Satan as a strong man? It is very important. Why does the Bible call him a strong man? Now, the Bible calls him a strong man because... He operates with royal authority. Please write it and I'll explain it. Because he operates with royal authority. What is royal authority? Royal authority means legal authority. An authority that has been entrusted legally. That is called royal authority. Now, look at Ephesians chapter 2 and verse number 2. See how Bible Jesus, the, the scriptures refer to the enemy. Ephesians 2, 2, he says that, Wherein in time past... You walked according to the course, according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air. He's a prince. Referring to royalty. Take note. Second Corinthians chapter 4 and verse number 4. Now, in Ephesians 2, 2, he said he's a prince. The prince of the prince of the power of the air. The spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience. In 2 Corinthians chapter uh, 4. And verse number four, in whom the God, he is referred to as a God, as a king of this world, has blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine upon them. Why does God refer or the Bible refer to him as a royalty? Because when God created us and he gave us the royal powers of the earth in Genesis chapter one. We gave it to the enemy in Genesis chapter 3 when man fell. So when man fell, 
man entrusted that authority legally into the hands of the enemy. That is why in Luke chapter 4 and verse number 6, Satan said, it was delivered unto me. When Jesus, he was having an encounter with Jesus, and then he said, all this power, the devil said, all this power. You see, all, this is why God, the Bible refers to him as a strong man. Because he said, all this power, all this power will I give you. Where did you get it from? And the glory of them. For that is delivered unto me. Who delivered it? Man delivered it unto him. So when Jesus came, Jesus came to dispossess him. So that through Jesus, we will be able to inherit this power that was given to the Satan. I mean, that was given to the enemy when we fell or when man fell. Please, do you get it? So when you are connected to Jesus, you have legal access to that royal authority that the enemy uses. That is why Bible says that which now operate. Ephesians chapter 2. Please go back there. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 2. He said, this power now operates in the children of disobedience. It now operates. Not in you. It now operates in the children of disobedience. Praise the name of Jesus. Is somebody with me here? Now, Number two, the second thing we must understand is that the enemy, Bible says, apart from the fact that he is a strong man, Bible says that he has his armor. He has his armor. Can we go back there to the book of Luke chapter 11 and then verse number 21 and 22. That's what I'm preaching from. When a strong man, armed. Somebody say armed. So number one, he's a strong man because royal authority has been given to him when man sent. Number two, he is armed. Now, his ability to keep his palace is his armory. Is his armory. Armed or armory means his weapons. So what are the weapons that the enemy uses? Let me just give you three or four of them. Number one, the first armor of the enemy, which when we come upon him, we must disarm him, is the armor of ignorance. Please write it. So when we pray and we fast like this, we break the power of ignorance. And I'll give you a scripture in Isaiah chapter 15. Eight and verse number 6. He said, is this not the fasting that I have requested? And then he kept on saying it. Can we quickly go there? Isaiah chapter 58 and verse number 6. From verse number 6 downwards. And then he said, at 50, Isaiah chapter 58. And then from verse number 6, quickly. Is this not the fasting that I have chosen? To lose. Did you see that? So fasting loses the bands of wickedness. Loose him and let him go. It is on the platform of prayer and fasting. And then he said to undo the heavy burdens. To let the oppressed go free. That you break every yoke. Hallelujah. Now look at verse number 8. Jump to verse number 8. And then he said, then shall your light break forth. Light represents knowledge. So, ignorance, one of the things that dispels ignorance is on the platform of prayer and fasting. He said, then shall your light 
break forth as the morning. Now, the things that you didn't understand, all of a sudden will become very meaningful to you. And then he said that, and your health shall spring forth speedily. And your righteousness shall go before you. And the glory of the Lord shall be your reward. That is our story after today in Jesus' name. So the first armor of the enemy against us in seizing us to advance beyond this level is the armor of ignorance. Ignorance of four things. Ignorance of God. Ignorance of God. That is why that, of course, belongs to even the unbelievers. Ignorance of God. Number two. Ignorance of ourselves in God. Who are we in Christ? Who are we in God? Believe, many believers don't even know when we talk about being born again. They don't understand. That is why when we come into the house, keys are delivered to us. The purpose of the keys is so that we'll be able to undo the armor of ignorance. In Luke chapter 11 and verse number 52. Jesus said, he was referring to the Pharisees as carrying the keys. And he said, you carry the keys of knowledge. The keys of knowledge. You will not enter and you will not let others enter. Hallelujah. Praise the name of Jesus. So, knowledge about God. Knowledge about ourselves in God. Knowledge about the truth. About, because it is the truth that will make us free. Praise the name of Jesus. So many, the weapon of ignorance fights the knowledge of God to the world so that they don't even want to have anything to do with God. It fights the knowledge of ourselves in God. If the enemy is able to tell you that you are a chicken, when you are a lion, you are doomed. You see, <laughs> it is not, listen, <laughs> it is not what others say about you that matters most. It is about who you say about you that matters most. Yeah. The world can talk you down, but talk yourself in the Lord up. The world can talk you down, but talk yourself in the Lord up. Hallelujah. So, as long as you are able to overcome that ignorance of who you are in God, and then the ignorance of the truth, and then... The ignorance of salvation and grace. And ladies and gentlemen, this is exactly what the enemy did when he came after um, when he came after Adam and Eve. He was able to ignorantly let them know what they were not to be what they are. And the moment they bought into it, they gave up what they were. If you buy the lie of the enemy through ignorance, and that is why this fasting is important. The second thing that it does, the second thing that, ladies and gentlemen, um, his armor is unbelief. The armor of unbelief. What is unbelief? Unbelief is doubting God and his word by reason of what is around you. Unbelief is doubting God and his word. By reason of what is around you or what is happening. When man fell in Genesis chapter 3 verse 6. Look at how man fell in Genesis chapter 3 verse 6. This is unbelief. Unbelief is different from faith. Unbelief is doubting God and his word by reason of what is happening around you. So you can have faith but you can walk in unbelief. I'll explain it quickly. 
Unbelief is doubting God and his word by reason or because of what is happening around you. Adam and Eve had walked in believing God. They never doubted God. Everything that God said, they believed it. Until they started seeing what Eve started seeing what was around her. So in Genesis 3 verse 6, when the woman saw, when the woman saw, she believed everything. Sometimes you believe everything that God has told you until you begin to see what the economists are saying. Until you begin to see the doctor's report. Until you begin to see what other people are going through. The experiences of other people. And the intention of the things you are seeing is to make porous your faith and to sink you into unbelief. Unbelief is when you, you, you can be faith. You, I mean, you can be full of faith, but still working in unbelief. I can give you an example, a typical example in the Bible about Peter. When Jesus told him, come. You remember that story? In Matthew chapter 14, when you start reading from verse 28 downwards. Bible say, he said, if it is you, bid me to come. He said, come. And then he began working on the sea. Until Bible said that when he saw the wind boisterous. Then he became afraid and he started sinking. But he was full of faith. He, 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 he believed in Jesus. He believed in God. He was loaded with faith. But unbelief sank in and he nearly sank. When unbelief, as a result, and I've told you, unbelief is when you come to the place where you begin to doubt God, his integrity, and his word by reason of what is happening around you. So all of a sudden you start, you hear something. And then that very powerful, formidable brother and sister whose faith is just at the top notch all of a sudden begins to dwindle. And he begins to, you know, I've known people. One day I heard a story of a guy who went to the hospital and he received a medical report. And then the medical report said they told him of a condition that he didn't have. Apparently it was a mistake. Later on they even sued the hospital big time. Now, so... Not knowing that when they were doing their blood, whatever, it was mistakenly swapped. The results were mistakenly swapped. Now, they told this guy who was so healthy that you are sick and this sickness, you have only nine months to live. The guy came home and started depreciating. He started dying. You see, what is around you will determine your next move. That is why if the enemy knows and sees that he cannot touch what is inside you, he will use what is around you. That's why you got to be very sensitive. So that when you realize that this thing is not intended to be so, but it is intended against what is in me, you become extra smart. Praise the name of Jesus. When he saw the wind boisterous, you see? So anytime, and that is exactly what happened to Eve. In Genesis chapter 3 verse 6, Bible says when she saw, they had believed God. They were holding on to the promise that God had given them. They were holding on. Maybe you are holding on to that kind of desire that is in your heart. The, the, the idea that God has given you, you are holding on to it until probably you went somewhere and you heard or you saw and they told you it is not possible. When the woman saw that the tree was good for life, and that it was pleasant to the eyes. And it was desired to make one wise. She took of the fruit and did eat. And that was the chaos. 
You see, unbelief is the second armor of the enemy. If the enemy can present unbelief, unbelief will present an impermeable barrier so that the truth cannot get to you. Hallelujah. Number three, what is the third armor of the enemy? Which this prayers and fasting is going to undo. The third armor of the enemy, trusted one, is pride. Every human being has a level of pride in them. You see, and it is so powerful a weapon of the enemy. The enemy knows how when he puts us in pride, he will not have to work. If Satan puts you in the state of pride, he doesn't have to work. That one, God himself will work against you. James chapter 4, look at verse number 6 to 8. There are certain times the devil knows that he has tried you. You will not steal. You will not commit immorality. You will not lie. You will not gossip. You will not do whatever he wants you to do. Now, he knows that there is one thing that which when you do, he will not have to fight again. He can leave you in the hands of your God. And that is pride. Pride is the is the is the is the is the weapon the enemy can put upon you which can let your God fight against you. He says that God gives more grace. Wherefore he said, God resists the proud, but he giveth grace unto the humble. So if the enemy can bring us to a place of amplifying pride in us, then at that point, it is his trusted weapon in get this is what made him lose who he was in heaven. He knows how powerful it is. And he knows that pride can bring you from hero to zero. Say, Lord, help me from pride in Jesus' name. Verse number seven. Let's read quickly. Verse number seven. Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. You see, when we walk in humility, he said that, then we will be able to resist the devil for him to flee from us. Hallelujah. Now, what is the fourth armor that the enemy uses? It is called impenitence or impenitence. I'll spell it for you. I-M-P. You see, I'm taking my time to teach all these things because I want you to pray with knowledge. I want you to pray with understanding. When we, I mean, throughout these three days, okay? Now, note the weapons that the enemy uses to keep his palace, to keep you from, from advancing beyond that level. Hallelujah. Ignorance. Number two, what? Unbelief. Number three, what? Pride. And number four, impertinence. I-M-P-E-T-E. Impenitence. I-M-P-E-N-I-T-E-N-C-E. Impenitence. What is impenitence? The in up, oh, I'll spell it again. I am P E N I T E N C E. Amen. Uh -huh. What is that? Our inability to feel remorseful. Yeah. <clears throat> it is a major weapon of the enemy. The inability. To repent. I'm not talking about regret. The enemy can let you regret. But without repentance, regret is equal to zero. If you regret, you see, regret will let you repeat. But repentance will let you flee. It will let you run away. 
Praise the name of Jesus. That is the weapon the enemy uses against those who are not born again. And then in the course of, look at, look at 1 Timothy chapter 4 and verse number 2. Impenitence. Impenitence. The inability to feel remorseful. The inability to repent. But stay in regret. Speaking lies in hypocrisy. Having their conscience seared. Their conscience seared. They cannot, it's like, they don't even feel that what they did was sorrowful. Or it should be something that they should repent from. Hallelujah. Now, how do we become the stronger than he? So now we know the strong man as the enemy because of his royal authority. We know his armor. And Jesus said, the scripture that we read, he said, when a stronger than he. And I already told you that you cannot become a stronger than he by being born again. By working when you are born again. So how do we become the stronger than he? By the help of the Lord. Yeah. By the help. It is by the help of the Lord that we become the stronger than he. At any level. At any level. Isaiah chapter 41. Let's read quickly from verse number 10 to 15. Thank God that last week, Wednesday, I spoke about securing divine help. And I, I, I enjoyed it. Amen. Now look at that. It is by the help of God that we become the stronger than the strong man. We don't become the stronger than the strong man by just sleeping and being with ourselves saying that I am born again. When you were born again, what did you do to secure the help of the Lord? He says that, fear thou not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. This is what makes us the stronger than he the strengthening of the Lord. He said, I will strengthen you. Yea, and I will help you. When the Lord strengthens you, you become helped. He said, and I will uphold you with the right hand of my righteousness. My goodness. Look at 11 to 16. Behold. Now, when the Lord makes you or helps you, and then you become a stronger than he. Look at the consequences. He said, behold. All they that were instant incense against you. Sister, understand that as you are walking about doing your own thing, there are people that have been incensed against you. To be incensed against you means that they have been incited against you. They, they, sometimes the person doesn't even know you, but he just doesn't like you. You enter into the workplace the first time, somebody just said, I don't like you. What will you do? What have I done? Nothing. But I don't just like you. You see, it will be so ignorant to be living and thinking that everybody loves you. Jesus said, a man's enemy are the people of his household. Except the Lord helps you. How would you be able to overcome? Praise the name of Jesus. And I told you that behind everything that is not working is a devil. So God must help us in order to overcome. He said, behold, when I have helped you and I have strengthened you, then all they that have been incensed against you shall be ashamed. Is it not powerful? Yeah. And they will be ashamed. He said, and they will be confounded. They shall be as nothing. That sickness will be as nothing. And they that strive with you shall perish. Hey. Verse 12 all the way to 16. Let's continue. Now you shall begin to find them. But this is the report they gave me. Where is the condition in your body? He said, you shall not find them. 
Did you see that? He said, you shall not find them. But this is what they told me. That it is not possible. Where is it? You shall not find it. Why? Because when the Lord helps you, and he strengthens you, and you become stronger than the strong man, you break away from the things that were limiting you, and now you look around your new environment, and you will not find those things there. I speak in the name of Jesus over somebody that after these three days, all the things and the evidences the enemy gave you, you shall see them no more. In the mighty name of Jesus, he said, you shall find them no more. Even them that contended with you, they shall, and they that war against you, they shall be as nothing. If I were you, I would say, I believe it. And I'll receive it. <laughs> and they shall be as a thing of naught. Now look at verse number 13. My goodness. For I, the Lord, thy God, I will hold your right hand, saying unto you, fear not. For I will help you. Say, Lord, through these three days, help me to overcome the strong man. Amen. It is the help of the Lord that makes us the stronger than he. And the help of the Lord, I will show you in Hebrews chapter 4 and verse number 16. The help of the Lord is on the platform of prayer and fasting. He said, let us come boldly. Look at Hebrews 4.16. He said, let us come boldly unto the throne of grace that we might obtain help. The help of the Lord. So on an altar of prayer and fasting like this, what we are opening ourselves for is the help of the Lord so that we can become the stronger than he. That is why Jesus said, this kind does not go except by prayer and fasting. So prayer and fasting empowers and helps us. Now go back with me to Isaiah 41 and verse number 13. We were there. In Isaiah 41 and verse number 13, he said, for I, the Lord, thy God, I will hold your hand. I will say, and I'm saying unto you, fear not, I will help you. The Lord will help you. The Lord will help you. Verse 14. <laughs> I told one of my daughters, I said, go talk to your boss about this and that and that and that. He said, hey. I said, go and talk to him. Tell him that you want this and that and that. And I said, as you go, the Lord will help you. She went <laughs> and then spoke to the boss. Said, sir, I think I need this. And, and what the request, she should testify herself. You wait. The things she went to request for must be for people that are permanent workers and people that have specialized skills. When the, the boss said, everything you need, I'll do for you. Somebody say, help from above. When the Lord helps you, you become the stronger than he. And you break free from that limitation. Somebody is breaking free after tonight. Fear not. Thou worm Jacob and ye men of Israel, I will help you. Say the Lord and your redeemer. Now, look at what will happen. Verse 15. He said, and I will make you a new sharp threshing instrument having teeth. Hey! It means that the things that people have not been able to crush, when it appears before you, you crush it. You become so strong, ladies and gentlemen, spiritually. You become so strong physically. You become so strong in every area of your life. Let the strength of the Lord empower you. 
I will make you as a result of the help of the Lord. He said, I will make you. I, the Lord, I will make you. Do you believe it? He said, look, a new sharp threshing instrument. A threshing instrument is a grinder. Hmm? Sometimes they cut trees and then they put it in a grinder. By the time it comes out, it is a sawdust. Sawdust. Have you seen it before? That is what a threshing instrument does. And the Lord didn't say, I'll make you a threshing instrument. What did he say? I will make you a new, a sharp. Look at that. I will make you a new, sharp. It means ever grindable. You will grind every problem. Level one, you will grind the problems there. Oh, I, I don't think I'm preaching in Holy Hill Chapel, Tennessee. Level two, you will grind the problems there. Level three, you will grind the problems there. Every level in your life, you will become a new sharp threshing instrument. Having it, say I believe it. It means that the things that overcame you last year, you will look at it, you will grind it. <laughs> the things that overcame anybody in your father's house, you will overcome it in Jesus' name. It means that the help of the Lord will make you a writer of history and not a repeater of history. Receive it in Jesus' name. The enemy is interested. See, if the enemy keeps, if this is my father, he had a certain history. And he passes it on to me. And I have it. Chances are that my son will have it. Except somebody in the bloodline breaks it. Otherwise, it will keep flowing. Because it is in the tube. It is in the tube. If you open the tap at the source, you don't expect to have grease at the, at the, at the end product. When it is water that is coming, it will, be the, it will be the water that will be flowing through. Praise the name of Jesus. Except somebody interrupts it. And now put in a new pipe. And now the pipe will now be generating something. And you are the new person. Because the help of the Lord will make you a new sharp threshing instrument. You will trace that authority of the enemy. You will grind the armor of the enemy. That armor of ignorance, you will grind it in Jesus' name. Send me a believing amen. Look at that. You shall trash. Look, 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 look. You shall trash the mountains. Oof. Shall trash the mountain and you shall beat them small. And you shall make the hills as chaff. I am not preaching, I'm prophesying. <laughs> you will make the hills like chaff. The things that look mountainous in your bloodline, in your family, in the land, they say you can't do it. You will make it like chaff. Somebody say, because of the help of God. And the help of God will make you a new sharp dressing instrument. Having teeth. And you shall not just be walking around with that sharp dressing instrument or with that sharp dressing teeth. He said that now you will be looking for the mountain to dress it. And you will beat it small. And you will make the hills as chaff. Somebody said that is my portion. When the Lord helps you, man, the things that take the mountain, hey, brothers and sisters, listen. Now people are able to climb Everest by reason of technology. They are able to deduce and know the temperature there. But when they started climbing Everest from time immemorial, many, many, many people that tried it died on their first attempt. Why? They didn't even know. 
the temperature at the top, at the apex. They didn't know the conditions there. And so they were just going ignorantly. But when there was upgrade and there was technology, now they are able to see, they are able to know, they are able to calculate, they are able to do many things. Now the mountain has been beaten down to be like a hill. And the hill has become like a chaff. And I'm talking about somebody who went technology, who went the help of God, who went the hand of God, sponsored you. The things that you didn't know, you will know. And the things that you couldn't overcome, you overcome. I pray for somebody tonight. If there is any mountain in your life, if there is any hill, sometimes the hills are not like the mountains. The hills may be temporal problems that can graduate into permanent problems if it is not handled today. There are problems that come today. If you are not able to handle them today, they will become a transgenerational permanent problem. So the hill can now grow and become a mountain. In the mighty name of Jesus. A mountain, now listen, before I prophesy, a mountain is something that has come down from the bloodline and now it is facing you. But a hill is something that you face today, which if you are not able to overcome, it will grow to become a mountain for posterity to now come and face. But I pray for somebody tonight. I pray for somebody tonight. I pray for somebody tonight. If there is any mountain, whether it is a mountain that you came to inherit, or it is a hill that started in your lifetime, in the mighty and blessed name of Jesus, by the help of God, by the help of God, let it be beaten down in Jesus' name. Let it be grounded into chaff in the mighty name of Jesus. Say every mountain in my life, every hill in my life as I pray let it be melted let it grind let it melt let it grind come on lift up your voice and pray pray for 30 seconds let the mountains be beaten let it be beaten let it be beaten in the mighty name of Jesus every mountain Anything that we have inherited from the bloodline, attitudes, sicknesses, situations, in the mighty name of Jesus, let it melt. Hallelujah. Look at verse 16 as I end. Look at verse 16. He said, now you shall fan them. Fanning them means applying a little or less or no effort. And then the wind, the power of God, shall carry them away. And the whirlwind shall scatter them. And then you rejoice in the Lord. The reason why God wants to make you as stronger than the strong man is so that you can rejoice in the Lord. So that others can also rejoice in the Lord. Now, as we are preparing to embark, you know, we are starting the evangelism this Sunday. Man, come in your jean or your pants and then come in your t-shirt. We are, we are storming out there. Hallelujah. As we are going, <laughs> we are going to meet people that are the goods of the strong man. How will we be able to bring them out? Except we go as stronger than he. 
the Lord said in Jeremiah chapter 1, look at verse 6 to 8. He said, when Jeremiah said, I am but a little boy. Jeremiah chapter 1 verse 6 to 8. And he said, then said I, ah, Lord God, behold, I cannot speak. As we are going, I cannot speak. For I am a child. You can give all the, uh, the reasons why you cannot go. Or you can't speak. But look at what the Lord said. And the Lord is saying to you now. Why? Because after these three days, you will be a stronger than he. Look at that. But the Lord said unto me, don't say that I am a child. For you shall go to all that I shall send you. And what shall you do? And whatsoever I command you, that is what you will speak. And then look at what the Lord did to make him overcome them. Look at that. He said, be not afraid of their faces. For I am with you to deliver you. Somebody say divine help. When the Lord helps you, he delivers you. And he makes you a stronger than them. He said, and I, I am with you to deliver you. Say the Lord. Verse number 9. And then he touched. Then the Lord put forth his hand and touched my mouth. Say empowerment. And the Lord said unto me, Behold, I have now put my words in your mouth. Verse 10. He said, See, I have this day set you over the nations and over the kingdoms to root out, to pull down, to destroy, to throw down, to build, and to plant. The works of a stronger than he is identified in Jeremiah chapter 1 verse 10. Rise up on your feet. The works. If you want to know the works of a stronger than he, what you are supposed to do with the empowerment, he says that you must root out. I'll be talking about this on the prayer line this morning. I mean tomorrow dawn. To root out, to pull down, to destroy, to throw down, to build, and to plant. Say, Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, release divine empowerment and strength that I may be a new sharp threshing instrument having feet to destroy every stronger than he. So every strong man's armor. Say every strong man's armor that I may destroy every strong man's armor that he trusts in. Can you lift up your voice and pray? A very simple but powerful prayer. Father, release divine empowerment. Divine empowerment. Divine empowerment. That I will be empowered to be the stronger than he. With a new, sharp, treasure instrument, teeth. That I may be the mountains. And I may destroy and disarm. The armor of the strong man. Lift up your voice and pray. When the Lord helps, we receive empowerment to grind, to beat down, to destroy every armor of the strong man. That is what makes us the stronger than he. That is what makes us the stronger than he. Any situation and any condition. In these three days of prayers and fasting, we receive empowerment to beat it down, to grind it, to trash it. Lift up your voice and pray.
Lift up your voice and pray in the name of Jesus. Divine hell, divine hell makes us the stronger than he. The Bible says that the strong man and his palace and his goods remain in peace until the stronger than he on the platform of prayer and fasting. We become empowered. We become strengthened. We become empowered to become the stronger than he. He has royal authority through Christ. We disarm him through Christ. We repossess through Christ. We become as stronger than he. Lift up your voice. Tonight we are just praying one. Lord, empower me. Please lift up your voice and pray. Lord, empower me. Father, empower my family. Empower my children. Empower my spouse. Empower me to become a stronger than he. That strong man of health. That strong man of finances. That strong man. Of, so, of marital issues, that strong man of the fruit of the womb, that strong man, anything that is stopping you from advancing in a certain level, there is a strong man behind it. You can become a stronger than a strong man on the altar of prayer and fasting. The Lord delivers help. Let us come boldly unto the throne of grace that we might obtain. We must obtain hell. The help of the Lord makes us stronger than He. Pray two more minutes. Cry for the help of the Lord in that area. I don't know the area you need help, but everybody needs to break out of a certain level. It comes by divine enablement. It comes by divine help. Lift up your voice and pray. He says, see, I have this day set you over the nations. Lift up your voice and pray. You have been set over the nations by divine help, by divine empowerment. You have been set over the nation, the nation of sicknesses, the nation of diseases, the nation of calamities, of shame. You have been set above. In the name of Jesus, we have also been set above the nations of the enemy. Holding people from receiving salvation. Pray as we go out. May the Lord make our voices formidable. May the Lord make our faces stronger than the enemy, than their faces. May the Lord make our foreheads harder than that of the enemy. As we go out, may their hearts be softened. As we go out, may their ears receive the word. May their ears hear the word. May their heart receive the word. As we go out, may we receive reception. 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 Come on, somebody pray. Pray. In the name of Jesus. Pray. 
Blessed the mighty name of Jesus. Day number one, when we come upon him, we pray in the name of Jesus. It is your empowerment that makes any ordinary person as stronger than the enemy. Who operates royal authority? Lord, in the name of Jesus Christ. Tonight, we have been delivered the keys and we walk in it. 
every armor of ignorance, every armor of unbelief, every armor of pride, every armor of impenitence, right now, we overtake in Jesus' name. We undo in Jesus' name. We strip the enemy of these armors. Jesus said, when we're stronger than he, shall come upon him and undo his armor wherein he trusts that he can take his goods. We repossess the souls of men out there. The souls of men in our families. The souls of men in our communities. Through our prayers, we repossess them by delivering them that their ears will hear, that their hearts will receive, and that they will be convicted by the power of the Holy Spirit, that they will surrender unto Jesus. And Lord, as we become stronger than the strong man, let every mountain from our bloodline and every hill that we are faced with be beaten down. In the mighty name of Jesus, sicknesses are beaten down. Impermeable conditions are beaten down. Situations of health are beaten down. Let cancer cells die. Let failure of any organ be resuscitated in Jesus' name. Anything that is not working is working. Relationships are mending and working again in Jesus' name. Ideas, ideas in the name of Jesus are bouncing back in Jesus' name. Lord, perfect that which concerns us. If there is any condition that has not been announced, Heavenly Father, visit it now. Visit it now. And let there be a tangible manifestation. I decree and I declare when you live here, you are living with full hope. And you are living, you are living with full victory. In the blessed and mighty name of Jesus. Somebody shout me a very believing amen. Come on, give a clap unto the Lord and take your seat. Communion stewards. your key for you. Okay, I'll pick it from there. lift up the bread it was bread but when Jesus blessed it and he broke it he said it is my body and then he blessed the cup and he said it is my blood father we receive the bread and with faith through the process and by discernment 
we declare as we break it that it is no more bread but the body of Christ. We bless the cup. We declare it is the blood of Jesus. We speak grace for help over it in Jesus name. Brothers and sisters, let's eat the body and drink the blood. you for coming for tonight's service brought in an offering for the Lord I want you to lift it up like LP Shana said it is an opportunity and a privilege to give unto the Lord so we have the giving portal they'll put it on the line now we have various avenues that we give you can give through tightly by just texting the word give to 833 859-4117 or you can use PayPal or if you have a card see the beautiful woman of God behind there you can just go with your card and then swipe over there if you have a check write it in the name of Holy Hill Chapel give as we are going out the Lord has mandated us we are printing 5,000 flyers and we are going to share all Hallelujah. We will share all. And so I want you to push it with your resources. Let it be generous from your heart. And do it with love. And not out of law. Bible says, for God loves a cheerful giver. Father, we thank you for the privilege of sowing into the outreach. So that as we go out, souls will be won. Receive our offering. In Jesus' blessed and mighty name. Please drop it in with joy. quickly as we are giving. Now I want to celebrate every first timer. Today is your first time worshiping with us. You've never been here. Tonight is your first night. This is Holy Hill Chapel, the house of the supernatural, where the natural or the supernatural life is our natural order of life. Hallelujah. I thought we would celebrate a little. Alright, so let me see your hand up. If today, today is your first time. What? My goodness, can I can I can I shake hands with you? Wow, Holy Hill Chapel, Tennessee. Look at these beautiful people that God has brought our way today. My goodness. Wow. Oh, <laughs> no, don't go. <laughs> no, please. Yes. God bless you. God bless you. Sir, what's your name? Neil. Neil. Neil invited by. Wow, that is Melissa's husband. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. And you are? Lillian. 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 Yeah. Wow, Lillian invited by Elizabeth, her sister. Hallelujah. All right, let's pray for them. I want you to stretch forth your hand towards them. Pray and release a blessing over their lives. They are not visitors. They are not just visitors. They are part and parcel of us. Hallelujah. And so I want you to pray for them. That the blessings of God will remain upon them. And when 
they leave the four corners of this place. May the Lord cause every miracle they've been believing him for to be downloaded into their lives. Can you pray that prayer in 30 seconds? We pray for them, O Lord, in Jesus' name. Let us, we have declared, be their portion. When they cross the boundaries of these doors, to go out, Lord, give them miracles. Let that which has been their greatest heart desire be tangible in their hands. In Jesus' mighty and blessed name. That they may know that you are a good God. In Jesus' blessed and mighty name. Amen. Please, right after service, I'll see you. Right after service, I'll see you. Okay. God richly bless you. Let's appreciate them as they take their seat. Can we be on our feet? Please. The fasting continues tomorrow. And then we will end it on 6 to 6 anyway. So we will be on the prayer line tomorrow. And then we'll pray. And then on Friday, Friday it's our night of supernatural encounter. The doors will be open at 6 p.m. And the service will start 7 sharp. Come with expectation. Come with expectation. And let the Lord minister unto us. Amen. We will also fast on Friday. Let's share the grace of God together. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. The love of God. The fellowship of the Holy Spirit. Be with us now and forevermore. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our lives. And we shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. Please, can we take our prophetic declaration? With long life, full of prosperity and sound health, shall you satisfy me and my household all the days of our lives. Amen.